I love the smell of generic soft rock in the morning. Generic southern rock in the morning. Welcome! Blackcast number one, two, three. ABC. It's as easy as one, two, three. As simple as do, re, me. ABC. One, two, three. Baby, you and me, girl. ABC. Joined as always, Agent Starling at Will Sterling underscore on Twiddle. Twitter. Twiddle those Twiddle. thumbs. Coltrane semi on Twitter at Coltrane Leaks. I have a semi too. Oh. Captain EO just speaking there at Jeff Duray. And uh, now, Coltrane, let's address your Twitter situation immediately. You yes. have 14,900 followers, which is amazing. However, you at one time had almost 24,000. It was actually 23,200, but who's counting? Almost 24,000. Uh, what happened? Um, I believe that um, I've had some uh, controversial uh, posts. Um, like the fact that you were getting back into yoga? Yeah. That was yeah. very controversial. There was, a, there was a whole lot of yoga talk, and I think that uh, I turned off some of the spam bots. That's okay. It's okay because I, uh, you know, uh, I'm a man who's on the move, who's always uh, you know, trying to look for the new angle. And uh, so now I have found that uh, the porn spam bots are the wave of the future. So now I'm riding the wave of the porn spam bots. So porn spam bots, I love you all. Come and uh, follow uh, at Coltrane Leaks. Come at Coltrane Leaks. All right. Well, good. Excellent. Now, uh, we should really start off by talking about a big story this week. Caitlyn Jenner. And I think it's important to say that, uh, you know, we can acknowledge that's a it's groundbreaking. It's kind of a courageous thing to do to come out and publicly do this. At the end of the day, Bruce Jenner's like, hey, this is who I am. That being said, we do try to have some laughs here. And I immediately had a couple thoughts that I was smart enough not to tweet or post on Facebook. <laughs> but I will share them here with you, our loyal Blackcast listeners. Looking at the Vanity Fair cover, I thought she looks good. I've definitely done worse. Way worse. Also, it made me think of a fitting tribute to the Dice Man, Andrew Dice Clay. Caitlyn Jenner? I fucked him. Oh! But anyway, what about you guys? You guys have any thoughts? I, I'm so glad that Liev's not here. Because if he was, uh, we'd probably just have to delete the whole rest of the podcast. But uh, Agent Starling, any thoughts on Caitlyn Jenner? Um, it's fine. I mean, it's great. That's That's his, it. That's his life. Go for it. Her, Enjoy. Her life. I mean, her life now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So good. God bless you. Looks guys. happy. Do your thing. Yeah, if you're exactly. happy. Uh, Coltrane, you do you, boo-boo. <laughs> Coltrane, I go to you because I see that Jeff's about to take a, Captain is about to take a bite from a sandwich, so just I'll let him Just taking it out of the bag. <laughs> just, uh, just unwrapping it. That is what she said. Uh, <laughs> Coltrane, uh, how long do you think it will be before uh, Vivid offers uh, Caitlyn Jenner money for a sex tape? I mean, there's- If they haven't already. I was say, there's clearly already has to be like an offer yeah. out there. It's out already. there, yeah. Um, I it was like it's funny because I thought that I thought that the original name was like Barbara or something. Yeah, there was like a, during, we were told a different name, but you yeah. know they must have uh, done focus groups and test marketing, and they're like, no, it's all, it's all Caitlyn. It's got to sound like yeah, one so, of the K names, but with a C. Oh, like Corey. Cam, you, Courtney, you guys haven't Chloe, seen that meme where it's like, Chris. yeah, Caitlyn. I'm going to spell it with a C, and then it's like the angry Chris Jenner face <laughs> afterwards. I actually have not seen that meme, but uh, I do like angry Chris Jenner face. Memes. <laughs> That's pretty. Pretty great, especially because uh, uh, Caitlyn now looks better than Chris. Oh, whoa! Ew. That's but, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Who would you? You know, if you had to go one or the other, I'm probably going Caitlyn because, well, Olympic it's a gold story. medalist. It's a yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, there's some dick, dexterity. 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 Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah so, so I so I just she's thought it was, happy. So yeah, what do I we just, care? What does anybody care? What is everybody? It was funny because I, again, I thought there was an original different name, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, we're going to reveal the new name, and I'm like, wait, I, I thought there was already a name. I know. I, I thought it was already. And out why there, would you so... reveal it to Vanity Fair not on the premiere episode of the reality show that it has already been announced? Because like, there's some conflict, little little bit of conflict, a little bit of conflict. It seems like there's a little bit of uh, you know. He said that uh, that I'm sorry. She said that Chris Jenner was uh, mean. Oh, uh, oh boy. So there was, it was a whole thing. But uh, I think that really the moral of this whole story is Photoshop works for everybody. So Caitlin's getting her own show. Yes. Correct. But, like, uh, but and, the, first four, the first four children won't be on that show. And do you have to re-sign your contract if you originally signed it as Bruce? Bruce. I don't know the answer to that, you know. Mm. Uh, Captain EO, your thoughts on Caitlyn Jenner, the uh, Vanity Fair cover that was unveiled earlier this week. 
I thought she looked good. Okay. But here's the thing. I want to, I actually do, I'm curious to see what she would have looked like without Photoshop, because you know there's about 0% chance that that picture is not Photoshop. Oh, yeah. Now, no, no, have you gotten breast implants? I, because, I clearly, yes, yeah, I believe, I believe I, they, they were boobs. You do okay. need to. Like, you can get the the hormone therapy, right. and it'll take you a little bit of the way, but then you do need the implants to actually have it Or you can right. eat these girly soy bars. Yeah, like the ones I have. Eat. Yeah, soy yeah, what, estrogen. What, what, are you lactating from that soy bar that you ate before I the am, podcast, I am. Will? I'll have enough. We'll be like... It'll be like Mad Max. It'll be plenty. <laughs> Which we'll get to later, oh. by the way, Mad Max. There's a lot to say about <laughs> Mad Max. But don't try to uh, steer off into another topic yet. So, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, we can all be happy for her. And now the problem will be that Caitlyn Jenner will be forced down our throats. Yeah, now, I, knew, I know that, what I just said. I said What it happened purpose. to that car that accident? Have been Didn't he kill somebody? Well, that is still an ongoing That's uh, ongoing, thing. but that was... That was Bruce Jenner, and this is Caitlyn Jenner. But this was is it a great way. Ra- this is a great loophole. Was it his fault? I think this is how this is his out. Yeah. Oh, you he's out. Mean? He is way yeah, out. Yeah, but what I know I'm what saying. you're saying. Yeah. Well, well, you know what? We will, of course. Can he just like retroactively cry and get out of it? Uh, yeah. Now. <laughs> I'm sorry, officer. Yeah. I'm just having a tough day. Exactly. You know, I, I think that that's probably what it'll what it'll take. But you know, we'll we will all. Keep tabs on the story, and we welcome your tweets at Blattcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. Now, this is the first time we've actually all been together in a while. The last time was for World's Greatest Tribute Bands, the season finale. Super Huey was a great time. It's the power of love. It's the power oh, yeah. of love. Uh, they, uh, check out the Blattcast on Facebook. We've got some photos from that night. Captain EO, I'm going to start with you. What was the deal with your friend? He, like, made you late. And then he was angry that there were no drink tickets. Is that he, what happened? He was what? not angry. He, he just, I was confused because I didn't realize what you had said downstairs. Like yeah. I wasn't listening. Sure. So I had no clue what was going on. So he was like, he was like, oh, I, I don't have any drink tickets. I was like, what? Why not? And, yeah. then, and then he was like, he was like, oh, cause you didn't give me one. So I was like, oh, just ask him. Yeah. Well, I had extras. So I, so, I think yeah. I gave each of you one because yeah, I, that was my fault. I just didn't know what was going on. But did you have fun? I it, had a great time. Power we love. both did. Yeah. And then we got really hungry and spent the entire after party eating. Yeah. Did you go to the Rainbow? Yeah. We were there the whole time. We were just yeah, downstairs we were at the bar where the, the bar. food was. Yeah. You guys, so you guys sat at the bar at the <laughs> yes. Rainbow? Yeah. Because yeah, we were there the whole I time. I definitely lost track of all of you except for Will, myself, and our wives. Mm hmm. And, uh, you know, and Amy Adams. I saw her. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But that was a given. So we yeah. tried to find you to say goodbye, but I we couldn't find you anywhere. We were downstairs in the little karaoke part but also down there yeah oh well then by that point we'd probably left and i didn't know where you guys were Ah. but we had fun and you Mm. guys ate some rainbow food i had the i had the mozzarella sticks and the buffalo wings the exact same thing you got last time we went to the rainbow no i don't think he went the last no i got the i did i got the buffalo chicken fingers not the buffalo so totally different okay all right completely different (laughs) now Agent Starling and I uh, held court. Yeah. We were rock and roll all night. Yes, we did. Did what we could. Whoa, and, uh, what you, else? Did you party every day? Uh, we Always. did. Yeah, Always. we definitely partied every day. And, uh, Will, you sang something else too, right? Uh, Straight Cat Strut? Yeah, I was trying to remember what it was. And yeah. I'm glad you remembered. I think it's time to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start changing it up. You're going to change it up to Straight Cat Strut? No, no, strut? no. I think that one's got to go on. That's the, out of the rotation now? Yeah, I think it's got to go. What's coming, what's coming next? I don't know. I'll have to find out. Jungle Love by Morris Day in the Time. Exactly. I want to know you, know you. Yeah. Uh, and your wife Nicole sang too. So anything we... by Michael McDonald, and I won't even sing words. I was go. I didn't know we were gonna have Michael McDonald on the podcast. Yeah, look, Michael McDonald. I definitely, I definitely want to see you make Michael McDonald noises without actually verbalizing words. Do you think Will could just pretend to be Mark Wahlberg and get us into a premiere for the Entourage movie? Ooh. I think yeah, he could, but how excited are you guys for the Entourage movie? That's one of the things on I watched, so thanks for the uh, segue. Fuck I think Pippen. one episode of that whole show yeah. when I was in college and yeah. didn't know what I was watching. Right. Because I remember, everybody was like, oh, yeah, it's Entourage. And you, I thought like, it, oh, you thought okay. it was a really weird infomercial for hats? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so now the movie's out, and I'm like, I don't- uh, You don't need to see it. I read. Right. I don't usually read reviews before movies come out, or like when movies come out until I see them. Sure. But I kind of skimmed through a review because I was like, eh. I don't think I'm going to see it. And it was like, the guy was like, if you're a fan of the show, you'll probably like it. If you're not a fan of the show, you'll probably not understand what's going on and probably not think and it's And probably hate it, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, what are your thoughts, Captain A? Are you excited about the Entourage movie? I'm not like excited, yeah. but I'm gonna see it. I watched the whole show. It was a good show. I just I'm not I don't go crazy about it. I yeah. It was interesting. I liked the amount of boobies I saw while watching the show, but I don't I guess I don't bro down like that. I just Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean only certain guys bro down like that. And you know, I think that I had a fundamental problem with it was like, you know, the jokes were good. I liked some of the characters, although, you know, I got pretty annoyed by several uh, he's just such a bitch yeah he was very time. annoying and then it's like this movie star i can't buy you know vincent grenier is not a good enough actor that i can believe that his character is a good actor if yeah that, like if that makes sense his, like, like he's a bad actor so i don't believe that vinnie chase is a good actor right the premise of the show is that he becomes a big movie star right a huge movie star right he's basically mark Wahlberg. looking at the pictures of him i'm like that guy would he doesn't look like a movie star. No. In real life. Does not. So why would he be a fake movie star? Yeah. And he's like kind of the biggest part of the show. I mean, right. the show revolves around him. And he's the character that I think everyone likes the least. And then I got tired of Jeremy Pippen. But what I really <laughs> got tired of was like it would always appear that things were going to go badly for them. And then they did this on several occasions. So you have Vince and E come out of an office and like, uh you know, we did our best, guys. I'm sorry, but we're going to be in the movie. You know, it was like the big switcheroo. And right. you're like, okay, great. So it's the same thing that happens at the end of every season. But uh, isn't that just stolen from Friends? Because that's what Joey of. does every single time. Well, spoken like somebody who just Netflixed the entire run of Don't Friends. Don't judge me. No, I'm saying I'll you clearly. I'll be judging you. <laughs> you clearly know. Uh, Culture, and your thoughts on the ultra, uh, the Entourage movie? I must call it the Ultron Tourage. Ultron. That, that I would. That, that I would go. See. I would want to be, be part excited. of. Yeah. How great would it be to be part of Ultron's Entourage? That would be pretty awesome. <laughs> but then you'd just be a mindless robot. It's true. So I'd that. be a model. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, your thoughts on the uh, Entourage movie? Culture. Yeah, I, I don't like Jeremy Piven, so I've never watched the show. You've talked about why you don't like him, right? Yeah. 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 So, so I. I so I just have no interest in the show at all. And I agree with everything you guys have said. It's, you know, everyone like talked about it, but I never believed that that guy would be a movie star. So I never exactly. really believed that it, it made any sense. The, to watch the whole it. thing so, didn't The make difference sense. between him and Mark Wahlberg is that Mark Wahlberg is fucking awesome and looks like a movie star. Yeah, but if, it, you know, obviously we know that it's not possible, but if Mark Wahlberg were able to walk into the studio right now and he mm. would try and encourage us yeah, to see the... Yeah, it's too bad. I, I, like, at this age, yeah. we couldn't go back in time yeah. and audition for that part. Well, I'm just saying, if Mark Wahlberg could walk in here and try and encourage us to see the Entourage movie, uh-huh. I wish I knew what he would say, but, oh. you know, I, I guess it's not possible. He might. It? Oh, there he is. What? He just came in, yeah. Oh. Hey, Mark, Mark. I loved you in fear. Come sit down. <laughs> Hey guys, how's it going? Oh, fear, yeah. Like that, was that time great I cut off that dog's head and put it through the dog door. Don't make me cry again. That was kind of fucked up, wasn't it? But I finger banged Reese Witherspoon on a fucking roller coaster, which is pretty amazing. That isn't was it? pretty so cool, good. right? Yeah. So, Mark, uh, Mr. Wahlberg, my apologies. No, hey, you could call me Marky Mark. Uh, Just don't call uh, me the Funky Bunch because those I, guys are fucking assholes. Yeah, no, those guys, those guys are all washed up. So the uh, Entourage movie comes out yeah. on uh, June third. Yes, it does. So, why should everybody see it? Because uh, it's like about my life. It's kind of like my life, it's like my unofficial life story. Plus, and I'm in it. I was gonna say you're actually I'm in, it. in it. So it's about you. So really, but you're also in it. So that's that's what's very that guy, meta. What's, hey, what's that guy's name who plays the main character? Adrian Grenier. Adrian, I'm sorry. Adrian Grenier. Okay, yeah, that guy. I guess he plays me, but I don't know. I'm in it, so that's it's really. So you about play you movie. as well. So yeah. you're both playing the part of you. Exactly. So you think we should see it because it'll be a good movie? Will it be well, better than Pain and Gain? Oh. C- Christian, let's be real. Nothing's better than Pain and Gain. Come on. Come on. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. I don't know if it's going to be good, but I'm in it. Yeah, so honestly. I mean, it's like Transformers 4. Who it, gives a shit if it's good or bad? I'm you were in, in it. it. And so is Optimus Prime. Yeah. Both, it, and, I, and Optimus Prime rode on the back of a dinosaur. Which was pretty amazing. Yeah. Do you That's think ter- next time you could arm wrestle him? If I could wrestle Optimus Prime? Yeah. yeah. I think maybe. Do you think you'd win? You would win, right? That's doable. Uh, what are the odds of you, uh, Mark, doing a remake of Over the Top, the uh, Sylvester Stallone movie? Because I like movies. I think that those have odds arm are pretty wrestling. good. Pretty okay. good odds. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Mister Wahlberg. And again, the Entourage movie is in theaters now. Uh, theaters everywhere, as they say. Now, let's backtrack a second. We were talking about world's greatest tribute bands, and we were talking about 
Agent Starling and I singing karaoke after the season five finale. Mm-hmm. We need to backtrack to the season four finale. Now, mm-hmm. we've talked about this a number of times. Oh. I sang karaoke. How deep is your love? A number of times. I, I sang no. a bunch of songs oh. at that at that party as okay. well. Yes. And I was joined by Joe from Hollywood U2, whom is often referred to on the black cast yeah. as, as fake fucking fake fake Bono. Fake Bono. Bono. Yeah. And some of you guys hate fake Bono. Now, I don't know if you guys know this. I posted this, I put it out there, I retweeted it. I saw it. the story. So Joe from Hollywood U2, aka fake Bono. Actual U2 were playing at the forum here in Los Angeles. Real Bono brought Joe, a.k.a. Fake Bono, on stage mm-hmm. during the sweetest thing. Yeah. And he's, like, filming it. And then Bono <laughs> kind of gives him the mic a couple times. And it's it's cool. You're like, oh, I'm happy for that guy. Except, you know, okay, I'm happy for that guy. And then Bono realizes, like, oh, Joe can sing and sing this song really well. I'm just going to go sit at the piano. And he lets him have the mic. I'm like, what a cool thing that real Bono did. It's true. You know, Bono you know lets Joe, a.k.a. fake Bono, just have his run of the stage. And Joe gets to sing with the rest of the guys. You know, he gets to be on stage with Larry Mullins, for God's sake, and The Edge, you know, and the other guy. Yeah. So, you know, I think that was a really cool thing. Now, Coltrane, you, as the largest detractor of fake Bono, a.k.a. Joe from Hollywood U2, what are your thoughts about that story? I mean, I just think, listen, I I actually do like regular Bono. Sure, yeah. So I think that, you know, regular Bono, he's a good guy. Why he would waste his time with fake Bono, <laughs> I just don't know. I I don't see, like, I don't know. And, of course, like, fake Bono does what fake Bono does. He tries to, like, steal the limelight. He, like, can't accept that, like, you know, he's more of a joke than he is, like, so, like serious. So it's like, yeah, he's going to, like, go and, like, rock, whatever. Just leave. Get out. No one, no one is paying Re- to say to see you. They're real Bono, see let real him. Bono. Ha- real Bono, let him have the run of the stage. And by the way, real Bono had a great joke that was kind of lost in in some of the versions of it. When he is talking to Joe, he's like, "I was a big fan of your early work." That's hysterical. Real mm-hmm. Bono, good for you. That's right. Three dings for real Bono there. Wow. So exactly. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. What do you do? You other guys think? Well, you know, Coltrane is very outspoken. What do you guys think of Bono? Letting fake Bono take the stage. I'll go first to Agent Starling. Um, that's cool. Okay, Captain I don't like e- you too. So um, <laughs> it's not your speed. No, so if you it's know, if I was tempo. Joe, no, if I was Joe, not your tempo. Look, if I was fake Paul Stanley, but I wouldn't be fake. People. Paul, I'd be tribute Paul Stanley. You'd be tribute people. Yeah. People. And Paul Stanley was like, yeah. I think you need to get up on stage with me. I don't know why he sounds like Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> I said you people. Do not get on stage the, with Bill. No, Cosby. I wouldn't get on stage with Bill Cosby. Um, and uh, then I'd be like, oh, gosh, it's the coolest thing in the world. He's so cool. So that's cool. It's like a dream real. Yeah, look, right? that's great. You, I, I don't know. I can feel excited for him. I don't hate Joe, a.k.a. Fake Bono. And, uh, did I don't you, even know the guy. So I, I, maybe yeah, he's not that bad. I've talked to him a couple times, but uh, Coltrane is, uh, you know what? And Coltrane, by being anti-Fake Bono, he's being very pro-me. <laughs> I think Absolutely. So, so I think, I, I, that is not lost on me. I appreciate <laughs> right. the loyalty. I think part of uh, the territory of being Fake Bono means being kind of a douche, like real Bono. Now, see, again... I agree I, with that. I entirely disagree with that With that. Uh, look, I'm not saying Bono's entirely a douche. I'm just there's every once in a while there's things... I mean, look, he wrote Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, the music for that. So that's sure, the douchiest sure thing anyone did. could ever fucking uh, Wait do. a second. Did, was he paid a lot of money for that? Of I don't he care. He was uh, paid a very... Okay, yeah. okay. Does, he, does, does real Bono do actual good stuff with his money? It's debatable. It's debatable. It's debatable. It is, it is, oh, yeah. it so it's debatable, debatable that yeah. trying to cure AIDS is a is a bad well, why isn't thing. Why not it cured yet? If he has so much money, if he's given so much, why isn't it cured yet? Pretty sure Jeebus invented AIDS for a reason. Yep, <sighs> I believe. I, it. I am not hitting the bell for I that I believe one. in Jeebus. I'm trying. To, I might I'm put you in timeout, <laughs> Captain EO. Uh, Captain EO, did you see this video? The I, I posted it online. Not sure if you saw it, but the I did not Bono. see it. But I just don't like fake Bono for the reason. <laughs> That he tried to steal your, perf- like, but you weren't you even see? there. I, I didn't even know. But I wasn't he, there either. But he on, is a loyal like guy as well. All right, hey, boy. loyalty if, gets dinged. If he's going to get in there mm. and try and get your spotlight, and then he's going to try and steal right. real Bono's spotlight. Yeah, so, what the fuck? Well, what <laughs> it's like a serious the audacity on that guy. <laughs> he just gets up on stage. Fuck? No, he pulled him up. No, come on, let's be real. All right, he got up on there. Would it have been fitting if, in his moment, when Bono let Joe have the mic, 
if I came on stage and took the mic from him. Yes. Okay, that, that would, would be that, that would, would be, awesome. my entire would be the best right, thing. So then everything, then we'd reset. That would like shake the etch a sketch back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. That right. would be okay. All right. Well, look, that uh, video is out there. I I will retweet it and post it again on the Blackcast Facebook page. You can like us, the Blackcast. We're on Twitter at Blackcast, and of course. That's B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. Now we will move over to a topic that was alluded to earlier. Mad Max Fury Road. Coltrane, did you see it? I did not see it. All right. The rest of us have seen it. Dang it. We will talk about it. We will not spoil it, but you will definitely be able to participate in the conversation in a moment. Uh, Agent Starling, I know you're very excited for this movie. Yes. Tell us. What did you think when you saw it? I thought it was excellent. Great. Yeah. What else? Um... It's hard. There's so many good things about it. I want to say a million good things about but it. But you don't. You're not going to ruin it by talking about how the, it basically the, the is the shot out of was a cannon. Insane and awesome. And it, I actually thought that it had more theme and heart without much dialogue and even really much story than most blockbusters. Like after, like we've talked about this. I'm not hating on Marvel movies. I'm just saying I think I feel a little Marvel movie fatigue. Yeah. Personally, so it was a breath of fresh air to see that movie. Totally different. It's and very different. I really I mean, cared about the characters. And yeah. it was, I think, accidentally, but it's good, like one of the most gender equality uh, movies in the past several yes, years. which is a point we will definitely get yeah. to. And, I mean, it's just, it was interesting to me because it really, it, 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 like I said, it shot out of a cannon. It really, it's pretty much nonstop action, mostly car chase after car chase. And it's like slows down for a moment. Yeah. You know, you're just like, oh, they had to, they had to reload the film canister. Right. You know, they got to talk a little bit and then it goes and it's, it's crazy. It just doesn't really stop. And it's exactly the reason why I know I'm right. When I told my wife, yeah, you, I liked it, but you won't. She's like, great. I don't want to see it. Yeah, I don't Nicole didn't really it. like it either. Yeah. Did Nicole she see saw it? it? Yeah. And she was just She's like, like yeah. I just don't really get it. Like, I don't yeah. understand it. Exactly. I like, oh, and don't even worry about it. Look, I, I thought it was good. Now, my question for you, though, Agent Starling, is mm-hmm. are the Fast and Furious movies like this? Is it just all car chases? No. But, with, you know, obviously with much worse acting. No, they're not like oh, this. They're not. Then I'm so glad I don't watch them. Uh, Captain EO, I know that you saw Mad Max Fury Road. Your thoughts? I loved it. I thought it was a movie that knew exactly what it was and yeah. executed it perfectly. Totally. Like the whole point of the movie, because uh, I, I I did some like reading on it too. It was just supposed to be one long car chase. Like it yeah. was storyboarded before there was ever a script. Right. And I thought the fact that it's all real cars doing everything, it's not relying on CGI, was that part was of very, what well, made are, it awesome. There's copious amounts of it, but they did those things practically, and then they edited things in. You know, digitally. yeah, they no, the, you things. use CGI to enhance, not to completely replace. Right. I definitely totally. agree with that. Yeah, I mean the the non George Lucas approach, where practical you use effects it to are make always it better. better than CGI. Yeah, I well, it's like that's that. the difference with Fast and Furious. Is you know they have cars shooting out of airplanes. That's not really happening. Yes, it was. They parachuted those out cars of, out of out, no, out of the front of the airplane. Oh, was, oh, that part. Yeah, don't, number six. Okay, don't, don't tell Agent Starling that that didn't happen. Let's <laughs> let it. Let him have that dream. <laughs> okay. But but I'm saying in number seven where they parachuted cars out of a plane. I haven't seen number. They seven. did that for I, real. I, there's sure. digital pieces, obviously, where they're like flying and shit. But there's guys with stunt cameras that would just fall backwards and then cars rocketed towards them. See, it's that's pretty dope. I'm not saying that that the Fast and Furious movies action isn't cool. I'm just saying I think that. The authenticity of the limited CGI enhanced Mad Max. No, totally. And I think that just visually, it all looked really. Co- it had a. It, mm-hmm. They had really done a great job creating this world, this crazy fucking world that they lived in. Did right. you hear the theory about who Max really was? Well, that was what I was going to ask. Uh, Why don't you say what you think it is? Uh, and I think it's probably the same article that Agent Starling saw. Yeah, probably. It's uh, it's the young kid yeah. from Thunderdome. Now no. there's a column. Well, Warrior. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's Road Warrior. It's the Road Warrior. Oh, get it right. All right. Whoa, there's a column whoa, that you say know, it right. There's, pro, there's pros. Say it. <laughs> there's a column of pros and cons. There's reasons where like, okay, he could be this kid because of this, and then they have the other reasons why it's probably not. I like to think he's the same Max, just a different actor. But when you read that, you're like, oh, that's really cool. And I, right. I'm like, great. And you know what? It's like one of those things. Hey, maybe he is. Right. You know, it's you know. Let's not get into it's a, fun, and it would be cool if it were true. I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. Because I don't think he no. set out to. George Miller has said, and I like the way he describes it, he's like, these movies to me, I mean, the only one that really has continuity is the first one, obviously. Yeah, of course. Um, but he's like, they're like westerns. You know what I mean? It's like the man with no name where he just shows up in a movie 
and he takes care yeah. of business, and then he disappears and rides right. off in the sunset. So you don't know when it takes place. And you could, where yeah, in the you could watch Fury Road before Thunderdome. You know, yes, I mean, what, you basically could. that's the point that he was trying to make. And I, look, I think it's a it's a great it's a great theory. It's fun to be able to talk about it like that. And uh, I thought uh, the movie look the movie was a lot of fun. What is the deal with Tom Hardy and having masks over his face? Because he right. looked like Bane for the first like twenty thirty minutes of the movie, and I and he didn't sound like Bane. I mean, he barely talked, but when he did, he didn't sound like Bane. And I, what I'm saying is, do we need more Bane? Yes. Um, you know, I don't think we need more Bane. Well, Captain EO thinks we we do, and uh, he agrees with me. So point, Captain EO. If uh, I had one problem with the movie, sure, I will I will address that. And it was the the weird little flashbacks to some yeah. sort of tra- traumatic past, because then you're like. For me, I was like, "Oh wait, was that what happened in the first one?" Because I like only half remembered it because right. I haven't seen it for a while. But it was not at all what happened in the first one. But you know, there's going to be what I think four more of these now. Yeah, two of them are prequels, so so you know, that'll help. But I'm just saying, yeah, when all five of the, of the, the movies movie, are out, you'll probably be like, "Okay, now I get those flashbacks." But it right. wasn't necessary in this movie because it it Captain didn't actually. Eo. Yes, <laughs> I heard you like Bane. <laughs> I do. There could be more Bane in the next Mad Max movie. That would be amazing. Would yeah. you fight? Would you fight Mad Max? Bane? I would fight Batman. <laughs> Why would Batman uh, be in Mad Max? Because I must break Batman's back. Well, that's that's true. Well, would that be painful? That would be painful. You know what I want to see now is What's like that? an old, really shittily prepared fight between Mad Max Tom Hardy and Bane Tom Hardy. <laughs> yes, where it's like they have to like cut between yeah. things. Yeah, it would be really hard to do. And it's like the over the shoulder yeah. of the stunt double. Like you know, it's like a black guy. Just so you know, it doesn't even look anything bad. like it. But yeah, that was actually the one that thing part. that was weird for me was like he did sound a little Bane-y. Um, right. In the way he talked, except for the opening monologue, which is like perfect English. And then when he lays out this plan for them, which he speaks fine. Yeah. But then for the most part of the movie, he speaks very little. But it's when he does, grunts. it's like. Yeah. yeah. Hey, he was just busy being a blood bag. I now, like to chalk it up to very little water intake, dry mouth, dry yeah. throat, you know, no breathing all that sand in. Yeah. The blood bag thing blood. I think is the biggest part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's exhausting. Now. We're uh, still on the topic of Mad Max Fury Road, but uh, in the wake of this movie, started making the rounds. Tom Hardy's MySpace photos. From oh, yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. Coltrane, have you oh seen my God, those? They're so good. I've seen a couple of them. Now, this is amazing because, and this, of course, Coltrane, was brought to us by our friends at the Daily Mail. Of course. Now, I know BuzzFeed did it, but this is how I found it, was our friends at the Daily Mail. Right. And it's the kind of hard-hitting, important journalism that we all need. And they even uh, described some of the selfies as cringeworthy. There's one where he's grabbing, well, let's just say he's grabbing Bane Jr. Uh, there's an underwear <laughs> shot. Mm-hmm. That was the funniest. The one. underwear shot, it's easy to say that there's not too much fury on that road at that moment. <laughs> Very proud of myself. They're pretty though. awesome. They're amazing. I mean, so it's like, oh, so he was a douchebag in his 20s. Great. I, I, I'm perfectly fine with that. I got no problem with him being a dude. But they're great culture. And so you've seen a couple of the pictures. Right. So it just makes you like Tom Hardy even more. The fact <laughs> that, that, so that at some point in the last, like, eight years, he could have easily taken them down. Right. But he's like, ah, whatever. It's my space. Yeah. And they're just okay. out there. You know, whatever. Genius. We're looking at them right now. Oh, okay. So you guys are looking at them. I love that one of him in the underwear. Just and resting Captain up EO had you seen How funny is that? Captain EO, had you seen these before? I saw the article, but I'd never read it. I so now you see picture. the picture. It's yeah. amazing. It is, a, mm. it is amazing, first of all. Second of all, you know like he was a drug like a addict drug addict at this time. Yeah. 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 yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I would have I sold my mother for a crack rock. And you're like, wow. He was just preparing hardcore. to play um, Bronson. <laughs> that that's exactly what which he is doing. what made me take notice of him. When did you see Bronson for the first time? Like right around when it came out. That long ago? Yeah. Wow. Like I can't a lot of people hadn't seen that movie. A lot of people I, hadn't seen that. I movie. don't remember what the first thing was I saw him in, but because uh, I didn't see Band of Brothers, so I think I mine honestly might have been Inception. Inception. Yeah, I think yeah. it is for me. As uh, well. Star Wars, Star Trek Nemesis, probably. Oh, that's right. He was in Star Trek Nemesis. He was. See, I didn't see that oh, one. Star Trek Nemesis. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I, he plays I, that clone. I yep. definitely, uh, definitely blacked that one out. Blocked it out. So anyway, as uh, Agent Starling was referring to with Mad Max Fury Road, there's a lot of attention as to how it's a feminist movie. Uh, case in point, Vagina Monologues writer Eve Ensler was a consultant on it. Wow. 
Yeah, I saw that as uh, I didn't was, see. I didn't know how intentional the feminism yeah, was. Yeah, I didn't either, and uh, so I was digging into it. I was do uh, show prep is my life, gentlemen. I don't That's know if right. you knew that. That's I right. was uh, spending my morning doing show prep, and I came across that. And look, I mean, it's it, you can definitely take away that it's a feminist movie. I mean, Furiosa, she's a great character. Yeah, doesn't take any shit with anyone. She's only got one goddamn arm. It's true, and she still doesn't take any shit from anybody. Nope. And the uh, the brides were pretty bad. Well, some of them. Some of them. You, you know, some of them, you know, you don't feel bad for them. But the other ones, you know. And uh, the, the the older broads later in the movie, yeah. you're like, all right, those those chicks are pretty hardcore. And the point that I was reading, you know, it addresses that there's just this kind of, this level of violence against women, particularly in a war zone. Uh-huh. And I don't think I was thinking about it at the time, but I'm like, yeah, that, and they consciously did it. It's some great attention to detail, and I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool. Did you have specific thoughts about that? As our as our most feminine member of the Black Cast, Agent Starling, did you have any thoughts on this? Um. Yeah, I mean, it. It. it I don't know. I thought it was a good. <laughs> That's the kind of hard hitting analysis we're looking for. No, I put him on the spot. I didn't. <laughs> I just wanted to know if he if he could add anything. See, if I could see you through the glass, I would have been like. Ah. Or, uh, but no, I think it's a good step forward. The, the one thing that's nice is that there was no romance between Max and Furiosa yeah. whatsoever, and I, that would have been the thing that kind of fucked it up. You know what I mean? I definitely so I think, agree with that. There was no, you know what? And for all the movies that there's romance in, you know, action movies, superhero movies, there's really not a time for them to have had romance. You know, right? Like, but there was also not a no need for it. Yeah. You know oh, I no, mean? I definitely agree with that. It just it would have been so out of place. Is right. My point, and so you know? I think that it was good that that none of the none of the women needed men. The whole point was that right. they didn't need them. Exactly. And this guy just happened to help out. But it's like, you know what? We're going to be fine without you. Max. Right. Right. And yeah. then and also this idea that they were able to do a lot, like I said, thematically and character wise, I thought the characters were a lot more complex than people give them credit for, because just visually in the beginning, there's this notion of farming their women for milk and doing all this stuff for for yeah, children and all these them things. Pregnant and, right, yeah. so there's all this this sexual trauma and abuse that's implied, and that's what these people are escaping. Um, and so when you contrast that to something like Game of Thrones or a lot of these shows that just kind of like it's just there it is, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we're giving up the rape thing so easily. Sure, like they 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 touch on those issues, but they don't need to go all the way as to being like, let's show you that rape scene that's supposed to make you all uncomfortable and shit. Right, and we'll actually uh, address the Game of Thronedness of all of it in a moment. Uh, but of course, when something is being hailed as a feminist movie, there's immediately backlash against it. Oh, totally. And I Specifically, I wanted to, fi- I wanted to find that's a That's why good I'm e- never going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a sarcastic ding right there. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted to find specifically uh, what the issue was. Mm-hmm. And I found a, a website called Return of Kings, yeah. which calls oh, God, itself fucking asshole. a blog for heterosexual masculine a, men. A blog? A blog. For heterosexual masculine men. And I don't know about you, but I get a really gay vibe off of that. Big time gay vibe. You know, heterosexual masculine men who are fit and like to do sit-ups. And they're not. None of them are. They're probably all fat and And, shitty. And they called it Mad Max Feminist Road and said it was a feminist piece of propaganda posing as a guy flick. Now, I don't think having strong female characters... Like, it's not like Max was emasculated because the women were so strong. Right. You know, it's it certainly made their lives easier that they had him with them. And you could easily make the case that they would have all died if Max weren't there. Sure. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I mean, is this just basically one of those things, Captain EO, where some guys will always find this sort of thing to say? You know, be like, oh, there's too many broads in this. Pretty much. I mean, it's basically, there's always going to be somebody who wants to be a contrarian. Uh, if if nothing else, they want to be like, oh, well, this is for women. Well, fuck women. And that's why they're never going to get fucked by women. But the sad part is some of them do. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, because but... women hate them. So, I mean, look, we all know yes. we all have a mutual I mean, friend. In, no, we have a mutual friend in Liev and he is such a reprehensible <laughs> man. But yeah. many women have it's allowed him to go beyond their Thunderdome on yeah. more than one occasion. Right, right, and right. Just straight to the Fury Road. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's uh, I, I was just like, 
how can people oh well, i mean obviously it's not that hard to believe i was surprised <laughs> at the level to which people were like uh don't see that don't see mad max i mean there's there's a whole bunch of reasons to not see mad max you know it's like well if you like oh, di- if you like dialogue yeah you're probably not going to enjoy it there's like, enough somebody told me there's like there's almost no dialogue in this movie no, and i was well, like they're fucking talking all the just time just tom hardy who doesn't talk. there's yeah. long stretches where hardly anyone talks but yeah that's they're, be- they're busy blowing shit up and you know what's talking the cars the cars the cars are busy talking but you know, this is not a reason to not see a movie because there's there's strong female characters. You know, I right. mean, I actually watching it, I thought like, oh boy, this dystopian future that they have and the way the women are treated, I expected there to be a backlash, and that's how smart George Miller was, and he's like, let's get the tone of this right, mm-hmm. and you can't pick anyone <laughs> stronger than the the woman who wrote the the vagina, the vagina monologues. monologues, and it's like. Um, yeah, so I'm sorry. Were, were you saying we're not sensitive enough? Yeah, we have the vagina monologues yeah. on our payroll. Right. So uh, He also anyway. had his wife go back and recut it as an editor. Did and he she's really? like, I've never cut an action movie before. And he's like, that's why I want you to do it. I want oh, that's very sure. – see, I, I learned that just now. For me. Look it's at that. Cool. Uh, Coltrane, I think you would enjoy it. Uh, I think we mm-hmm. all agree that uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's very action-packed and it's fun. There's cool shit happening. The dude on the chains who plays guitar the whole time. That's so good. That dude's awesome. Yeah, Coma the Duff. Yeah. I was going to say, if I had another name. problem with it, it's all the guys sucking and blowing. Oh, the, the gas tanks. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's not that's not really your strong suit. Uh, I, okay, and this goes to, huh. uh, this goes to I my... I was all and set I know, to want to watch it. Yeah, I know. You just <laughs> ruined it for him, Captain I know, I know, Coltrane. I, you know what? All three of you guys might have strongly disagree with me, but I do believe yes. that if you have the right bone structure... Yeah. Some girls, shaved head, kind of hot. Charlize Theron, yes, sir. Yeah. No, that, yes, sir. I, I think there that look are, worked for her. There She's, are very few women that I like with short hair, but the ones that, that I do, I think that they really pull it off so, well. So a big factor of why you could be right on that, Agent Starling, is mm-hmm. because you're starting with Charlize Theron, who yeah. is beautiful. Well, Natalie so Portman sh- did it, too. Yeah, that didn't work that well. Yeah, Yo, I, I think say, it did. Eh. I think it did. I love me some Natalie Portman. You know what? I think I on both know. accounts, it's still false, for me at least, because I'm just looking at them and still picturing them with hair. With hair. Yeah, exactly. Not, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm just putting Look, hair on their head. It's not that little magnet that thing shit. where you drag the, the fuzzy magnet over. <laughs> it is in my imagination. <laughs> now she has a beard. Now she has a mustache. Now See, she's bald. I'm back ah! off of it. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. He's like, all right, I, I don't. I, Captain Eo's like, I don't, I don't need a bush joke right now. There's, there's no time for that. But I uh, look, and you know, no one can ever top the ultimate bald chick in a movie, which is Percy Shambata in Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Oh, she's actually like, she's not Sigourney shaved. An she's like, no, she's bald, bald. She's like Daddy Warbucks. She's bald. bald. Oh. She's bald. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I look. I don't. I don't disagree. I think that the, the whole presentation worked for this movie. I don't know that I need to see Shirley Theron with that hair in other movies. No, you know. I but hey, if it fits, sure. Why not? Yeah. Now, Agent Starling, you yes. did allude to one of our favorite things to hate on on yeah. the podcast. Mm-hmm. We don't do a lot of hate on no, here. No, but there is something we hate. I feel like I've in the past year now been inappropriately typecast as the guy who doesn't like all of these things and i'm like whoa no that's just because it's fun because i know it. come on it, i know it's a b and even some of the other but, the other podcasts le- i do they're like you hate everything i'm like what but legitimately we have very strong dislike yes for game of thrones correct and i found it to be fascinating because i do not watch it obviously because if i hated it and i watched it that would be my problem but within recent weeks there was another like awful terrible rape on the show and people mm-hmm. were really upset yeah and they're just like but at the same time they weren't like oh i'm not gonna watch it anymore and so many people immediately there's they're always like unabashedly apologizing for the rape on the show right you know they're just like yeah but we it's still okay and they try to rationalize it i'm like no i mean look if it doesn't bother you it doesn't bother you but at the same time, like, oh, it's wrong, but it's okay because. And why do the people who make this show feel like they need to deviate from the rape-filled books the series is based on and add even more rape to yeah. the TV show? Because this big didn't thing. even happen. Nope. 
Yeah, this didn't even happen on the. Sh- I'm sorry, it did. It happened on the show, but it didn't happen in the book. Right. And it's just like, well, what from? Why is everybody? You know, people are upset that about Black Widow, right? You know, and I'm like, oh, but the rapes on uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, that's yeah. Well, that's we could a, justify that. We justify it. <laughs> and finally, like after this one, there's one person in particular who I follow on social media that I won't say who it is. They finally this time were like. I think it's enough with the rape because they were always one of the ones. It was a, it's a woman. And she was always like, Oh yeah, it doesn't matter because, and I'm just like, all right, but you're the last person I've ever done. So it's just, Will, why do you think they, and you probably have engaged in conversation with people who still watch the show and hate you because you hate the show. Right. It's very much the emperor's new clothes too. I think it's, there's such a cult of personality that goes with game of Thrones where, when you know good writing, see, like when I think about R-rated television shows that are like HBO or then Netflix, Netflix is doing these things, but they're doing them correct. Right. I get, I shake my head so often at these pay cable shows because the nudity, the rape, the over-the-top violence sometimes feels so forced for no reason. It's so bad that back when Stargate was on Showtime, they added in boobs because they felt like there weren't enough boobs. So when the director's <laughs> cut came out of the first season, yeah. they removed all the boob shots because the director was like, those aren't fucking supposed to be there. They Show don't make us any your sense. boobs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so there's so much pressure to do all this like risky, edgy stuff. And it's not – you can talk about it. And that's where I get into arguments with people who are like, well, I don't want censorship. If they want to talk about rape, we should talk about rape. I'm like, y- it, you can make it part of the story. It can be part of the writing. Yeah. But I feel like that's the last bastion. That's the last thing that we have. That if we just make rape a throwaway thing, like that is such an uh, 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 an irreversible, damaging thing for an individual to uh, go through. Yeah. And shows and movies usually treat it like, well, she got raped, gets her vengeance, kills the guy. Now she's fine. Yeah, or you like, explore no, it on an emotional level. But, right. you know, on a show like this, you use it and I, I don't know, I you know – I don't. I didn't even Google how many, but right. how many rapes have there been in this many seasons? That's why I used to call it Rape of Thrones because it just seems so <laughs> frequent. And in the first season, like, and from what I gathered from people, because I didn't watch the scene, yeah, it was more uh, tastefully done than some of the other rape scenes. Oh, well, but I guess good. it was because it was like this undeserving girl, and she, in the store she's supposed to be fifteen years old. Yikes! And this guy is forced to watch it or whatever. And it, and and because it's something that's not in the books, it's like, why did you go out of your way to add in more rape or this whole red wedding thing from two seasons ago where they kill the dude at his wedding and kill his wife and then the part that's not in the books that they added to the show is they stab her pregnant belly to kill the baby because you know if you kill the mom the baby's just gonna squeeze out and be fine so you gotta stab the it's like we don't need to go to that next level just uh, unless it's motivated and it's really hard to motivate stuff like that right and I mean lazy writing there's the two issues the first in terms of the gratuitous nudity on cable is just like I have no problem with that (laughs) there's times where I literally have no problem with it there was the the Kelsey Grammer show boss that was on stars it would be nudity and really weird scenes that didn't make any sense (laughs) and then they'd end yeah and then they'd end and you're like oh so they're gonna like what just cut that out right it's just here for right now right Uh, Coltrane your thoughts on that particular issue, not the uh, rape on television issue, oh, just the gratuitous. So are we talking about rape? Or are we talking about gratuitous? No, just nudity? gratuitous nudity on cable. I mean, it, when it's thing. you, when you're watching and you're like, this is not even remotely necessary. Look, it depends on the reason that I'm watching that particular show. I'm kidding. If it's on no, Cinemax, <laughs> no, there. I mean, I don't know. I sort of do agree with like, there's as much as like, I love boobs. I can always watch boobs. And who doesn't? And there's always room for boobs. But the, I understand that there's like, there's times when you're trying to watch something and when there's boobs that don't, and that don't fit in the story or don't fit in the writing, it, it is just sort of distracting because then you're thinking, wow, great boobs, but that has nothing to do with what's going on. And it's, it gets annoying yes. because something else is really, is really good happening. And you're just like, but that was distracting. Now I'm distracted <laughs> by boobs which is great because they're boobs. But, I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with the story. It doesn't move that, and that's annoying sometimes. There were so many but times in Game boobs. of Thrones that I was like, "Go!" there were two guys talking, and on the lap of one of them was a topless woman. And they were talking. To, she was just sitting there. And I was like, what the fuck is she doing there? Get her out. I can't focus on the words that they're saying because her tits are right there. Or they're having a conversation in a fucking brothel because let's have our exposition done in a brothel. And these two girls are going at it with each other. And he's like, I teach them to do this because passion, blah, blah, blah. And then he's talking to like other characters while in the sure. background there's these two girls like, ah, ah, the whole time I'm like, shut the fuck up. 
I can't hear what the other people are saying or pay attention because there's a lesbian sex scene going on in the back. Under normal circumstances, you'd think, what a great opportunity to watch two girls going at it. And this time, you're like, you're like, bitches, leave. Uh, it's kind of how it makes me feel. Absolutely. Yeah, I got a ding. First ding of the day. Uh, really? I thought you got one earlier. Oh, well, all right, here. You got an extra one. That's a makeup I ding. I think I've ranted. Uh, Captain EO, your thoughts on the literally, not just nudity on television, specifically the gratuitous nudity we're talking about when it's unnecessary in every way, shape, or form. What is that department called for, like, network television? Standards and practices. They have that for, like, HBO, but it's like, no, no, you need to add boobs here. Yep. Add rape. Some vagina. Yeah. We need more Merkin in the budget. <laughs> Merkin! Right here. Yeah, like, you know, the, the Merkin Wrangler is a union job, so you have to make sure that he has enough work to do because you have to justify the line in the budget. So, yeah, I think you're right, especially HBO and, and some of these other channels. It's just like, okay, enough. So I quit watching the show Penny Dreadful. It was on Showtime, and I was like, maybe I'll catch up with it real quick before the second season starts. Yeah. We're like two episodes in, she gets possessed, and then she stumbles out of this building and finds a random dude in the street and then fucks him. And then they cut to the rest of the story. And I was like, why did that happen? Planet. Does that actually serve up? Why? Why did this just happen? I'm what so did, mad at her. What did uh, you excuse, say? Excuse me one second. Uh, what was that? What was the name of that show again? I'm <laughs> Penny I'm, Dreadful. That, I'm kidding. That's I'm why kidding. that was my joke. I said the only no, thing I'm Penny kidding. Dreadful got right was that it is indeed dreadful. Yeah, I was. I see. I was going to set you up for your joke. So you see it <laughs> Sorry, all. Works. Ah. No. Hey, everything. <laughs> We're a team so here. Stupid. Everything works. Did out. you guys watch Weeds? No. I did not. Yes. I, I like my culture. Did the first. First two three seasons, seasons. First three seasons are good, and I somewhere in there, there's a scene where she just like goes to meet this dude for a drug deal, and then just like fucks him randomly. Right. And I just got so mad. I'm like, you're a mother. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, <laughs> what are you doing? Right? Just banging like, random dudes in the we street. We get it. Like, yeah. You know, you're growing fuck? weed, but come on. Yeah, I thought it was bad that you had to sell drugs, not to fuck dudes. <laughs> like, yeah, there's, there's, there are times when that, when so, a situation like that will be in whatever the TV show is. And it does just get like, it makes me not like that character even more. So it sort of has the opposite effect of, hey, we're going to have like gratuitous nudity in here. And then it's like, wait, but I like that character. And all of a sudden there was no reason for that random, like, I'm going to get nude and bang, and bang some dude for no particular reason. So sometimes it can actually even go in the other direction, even though they're, they're trying for something, but it does sort of fuck it up. No, I mean, look, it's a, it's a great point. And I think that, there's plenty of times where it's not that distracting. You know, on The Sopranos, well, they had a strip club. It made sense. If you go to a strip club. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But in on the show Boss, it was like a secretary <laughs> on his lap. And was is he hallucinating? No, I don't think he is. So then it really doesn't make sense. You know, it, it's just completely at random. That was so. just Kelsey Grammer like, get me more naked ladies. Well, that was probably <laughs> it. Come it's here, like, titties. Fraser, yeah. Fraser needs more titties. Yeah. Hey, Sideshow Bob needs some muff. <laughs> hey, Charlie Murphy, how you like these titties? <laughs> By the way, if I could retitle this episode, it would be Sideshow Bob needs some muff. But I'm not going to actually post that. Imagine to if be Sideshow American. Bob was a girl, what his butt muff or her butt oh, muff would look yikes. like. yikes. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. So anyway, so that's the nudity part of it. And then I think we're just making the point that not only is rape bad, but why do you need to show it on TV? And it's just like, so, casual. so often. It's yeah. Just so ca- like I There was a rape on one of the seasons of The Sopranos and it was like it was really tough to watch, but it was actually important for a story. Right. And you're like, "All right, I would have cut away from it, but whatever." That was on what show? The, the Sopranos. Sopranos. Yeah. Like that you know the show Aquarius with David Duchovny just started? Yes. Uh, obviously it's on network on NBC, on NBC so they can't yeah. show too much but it's very obvious that this girl was raped and they showed these like people like going up against her and shit. Okay. And um so obviously it's done in a way that's like we're not really watching this rape scene but you know that that's what's happening. Um but I think the bigger issue is that it's just so casual. And it's yeah. like, well, and then move on to the next scene. And then yeah. that girl's like, but I do love those people. I'm like, this, there's such that's, a gravity no, to see, rape. No, it is very, the darkest yeah. thing what? besides murder, you know what I mean, which we're obviously very casual about, um, that nobody addresses. And it's, then those characters don't go through. Fair, it's I think a lot murder's e- better. I was going to say, it's a lot easier to watch. We're just talking about it in fiction. It's easier it's to It's a lot violence. easier to watch murder yeah. than it is to watch a rape scene. Right. I mean, it's, it's really uncomfortable because it's like, okay, this looks real. Right. And... The pain is different because it's usually like yeah. a drone or somebody you don't care about who dies. So the death doesn't mean anything. Yeah, almost. that's true. 
And that's why when a character you Hello, like dies, it's really sad. From Star Trek, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> think, think about it like this, though. Too one, if you murder somebody, it's just over. They don't need to deal with that. They're dead. Right. Yeah. Well, the if you rape did them, the they have to live with that for right. the rest of their life. Right. So it's kind of a bit more of a lasting damage. But I've also come up with a solution to redeem Game of Thrones and all these rape. TV shows. All right, go ahead. Just have a crossover episode with Law and Order SVU oh. and Problem Solved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Benson will solve all of all of these problems and we'll get the sure kingpin. That, well, the kingpin. Well, we'll talk about the kingpin. What's, if what does Joey have to do with any of this? <laughs> Joey, <laughs> I just inside uh, joke for all of us. <laughs> hey. That's all right. It was good. It was good times. I did just want to point out though, there was yeah. When it comes to uh, rape in film, television, whatever, there was the only time that I feel like I've the time that I've seen and I saw it, where I felt like it was portrayed in a way that fit the story and like portrayed like the actual emotion of it, mm-hmm. was in a movie called Irreversible. I knew you were going to say that. I can't bring myself to watch. That. You really like seriously? It was. It's like it's a ten minute rape scene, and you. you yeah, really, I've heard, oh, I've heard of this movie. You yeah. really have to understand a ten minute rape scene. Like there's, you're just sitting there and watching it, and it is entirely uncomfortable. And that is, it's. It's why I feel like they. it was important to the story that was done, and the way that they do it, it's not gratuitous. It's like it is, you feel like, when I watched the screening of it, there were people who were watching it who got up and walked out because yeah. it was so... Didn't it happen like in the beginning? And like kind of in the middle. Okay. But it's just, it's, again, you just, you cannot imagine how long 10 minutes feels like when you're actually just sitting there watching that. And I feel like again, it was it was important for that story, but it wasn't a throwaway, and it wasn't just like oh, yeah, she but, just got raped, whatever. But, but ten minutes, you know, ten, I like, mean, yeah. you, you like cannot, you're, you're you know, from a practical standpoint, you're storyboarding ten minutes of movie that you're very specific about the rape, and it's just like you know, you can have it happen on you know, I mean, the Jodie Foster movie, The Accused, it needs to happen in the movie for you know for the whole movie to work, but. 10 minutes and you and it's uh, you know it's like in the background while it's happening like you see someone kind of like come upon it and they look at it and then like they walk away so it the the whole thing that's that's happening it is like it's a visceral reaction that does make you it makes you uncomfortable it makes you like really i don't know like it was traumatic and i wouldn't like if you haven't seen it i don't recommend seeing it yeah there's nothing like it, there's nothing good about it but it's the only the point that I'm making in it is that it's it's the only time that I feel it's the one time that I really feel like it wasn't a throwaway and it was it was important to the story and it actually was portrayed in a way that I think was good because it wasn't gratuitous it wasn't just like ah ho hum she gets raped it, there was like there was actually something to it that made yeah. you everybody that watched everyone that I know that has seen that movie is completely uncomfortable about it no I don't even know anyone who kind of like fun like in a funny way jokes about it. It's just like yeah. that. It was just that uncomfortable. Right. So was reading about this very topic uh, earlier this week. Uh, Brian Fuller, who has created a number of shows, mm-hmm. and he's the showrunner of Hannibal, which I'm yeah. very excited, comes back this Thursday. Oh, it's Thursday. 10 p.m. on NBC. Yeah. So if you have your DVR, you wouldn't even know that it's on a different day, but it's on Thursday now. And uh, very excited about that. And we will talk about it once the show's airing again. And maybe even get our friend Rafe Gutman on to talk about it because I know he's a big fan. But he was talking about how, you know, he didn't want to chastise the creators of Game of Thrones directly, but he was asked specifically about the rape scene on that show. And he's just like, you know, I don't think you need to show it. And there's some things that are going to happen on that show. And this is what Brad Fuller said. Yeah. Okay. There's some things that are going to happen on Hannibal where they could show it. I mean, it's broadcast TV, so it's different. Right. But he's just like, I think it's better to have some things implied. And again, he's just trying to say that the, you know, he wasn't saying, oh, well, they shouldn't have done it. But in the way where he's like, yeah, I wouldn't have done it. You know, I wouldn't have added this extra rape scene. And there is something to be said. There's some things that, we don't need to see, you know, even when it's on broadcast cable and there can be a sex scene. I don't want it to be that long. You know, right. it, it's like, you you know, it's just like, OK, we get it. There's only so much we, we're actually going to get to see. Right. So, you know, move on and advance the story along. That That's great. So I don't know. And uh, it's a 
Very serious topic that we've uh, delved into here uh, in the uh, waning moments of the black cast. Do you have something to say, uh, Captain Eo? Is that why your hand was up? I <laughs> yeah. can barely see you. I have one last rape I wanted to ask you about. The one from the girl with the dragon tattoo. I did not see that movie. Never saw it? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's did, either, did either of you guys see it? Yeah. What are your, okay, then you guys talk about it. Well, I, I was going to ask. Did you my, think the question would... I was going to ask is, do you think that that was a justifiable one? Was it necessary for the story? And do you feel like just because she kind of got vengeance that it, or it did that justify it? I don't know. Um, I don't think it was 100% justified. I mean, it was like something that she'd already been basically taken advantage of by this guy. Like she had to like give him a blowjob and all this just terrible shit. Is, for money. Is, is the rape on camera for a long time? No, or, and okay. they don't really show much of anything. I mean, I think you see her butt at first and then it's like... It's kind of it's gross because it's like a gross dude and it's just it's creepy, so right. it's hard to watch. I very much enjoyed the film as a whole, but that scene. But see, there are things where like I feel like if they had just like you know he's coming at her and then you cut to an exterior of the apartment building like so far removed, but the audio is still part of it. Like that's to me that's even more haunting. You know what I mean? Like something where it's like so stripped down so then we can deal. But again, it's it's something that didn't really deal with the consequences of that thing. And I think that that's the important part. I think in that in that scene, it, it was important for you to see more of what's going on because I, I, I hear what you're saying. But I think what you're asking for is something to make us as the audience more comfortable versus the point of that scene, which is to make us uncomfortable. Right. But again, my biggest thing is, is not the comfortability or uncomfortability. It's the fact that this is a big thing that happens in a person's life, and are we dealing with the consequences of it? And the answer is often no. And that's the issue. Okay. Right? So do you feel like... But I'm saying, like, because she comes... Like, part of her character is to be resilient and to be able to have that happen and still be like, you know what, fuck you, and right. move on. Right. So in that way, does it does it give you what you're asking for uh, kind of i mean she does kind of get her revenge so to speak and that's kind of a horror movie plot like obviously last house on the left back in the 70s or late 60s or whenever was Craven made that was that was a very uncomfortable rape scene and plus it was shot so long ago that you're like oh god it just feels gross because the film grain but like that was something that the consequences of that then where those curls got killed and the parents killed the killers so it's like it then it kind of becomes a trope because it's like it just motivates this stereotype of vengeance and not necessarily the struggle within as opposed to like I killed that guy who raped me and then the story goes on and it's like but the story doesn't go on you know what I mean like that's not gonna f- get rid of it but she doesn't even break out the word trope she doesn't kill him no he did use the perfect word kind of well, I That's think true. that this was a, a very enlightening, mature conversation that we uh, all had. Go figure. Had. We can we... all have a mature conversation. <laughs> well, you know, the only reason is because Liev is not really involved in the black cast anymore. It'd be funny if he barged in right now. You know? <laughs> Take he would, anal. He would, yeah, he would definitely <laughs> just be like, does somebody say rape? And we'd be like, right now we have to edit or, yeah. you know, all that stuff. But uh, so I want to end on a, a lighter note. Now, we haven't recorded a black cast in about a month. And pretty much as we were recording the last one, during that session, it was revealed that Tom Brady, New England Patriots quarterback, will mm-hmm. be suspended for the first three games. It is three games next four. season. Four games next season. As soon as I said it, I'm like, wait, no, it's four. Uh, in the days after that, it was uh, also revealed that his jersey sales went up like 25%. Oh, so since we have two Massachusetts guys, two Pats fans here on the Blackcast. I wanted to have this at the end of the conversation of this installment of the Blackcast because I feel like you guys could go on about this for a long time. Instead, I'd like to give each of you one minute to uh, give your reaction to the Tom Brady dispension, suspension, deflate gate in general, and then for laughs, we'll ask Agent Starling what he thinks about the whole thing, and we'll wrap up this Blackcast. Uh, which of you would like to go first, Agent uh, Agent Coltrane EO? or Agent EO? <laughs> EO, feel free. Okay, I'll go first. All right, your minute uh, starts now. Okay, I feel like it's ridiculous. I think that that consequence is way too much. I think it's annoying to me that the NFL puts this story out, basically waits for public opinion, and then decides what they're going to do for consequences because they fucked it up so bad with Ray Rice. Now we have to pay the price as Pats fans. I think it sucks that because Robert Kraft is such a negotiator for the league, he had to give up his fight against the league, even though those consequences were absolutely ridiculous. And frankly, this entire thing is stupid. Most people's arguments are based on a limited knowledge of the facts because there's a gauge out there that says all the balls were legal. Right. Yeah. Oh, 
Look, look at that. You came in on 40 seconds. Whoa. Uh, your thoughts, Coltrane. <laughs> so do I get a minute 20 now? I you, just want to. He yielded his time <laughs> to the distinguished gentleman yes. from West Hollywood. Let me put it to you like this. Um, first of all, I agree with everything that he just said. It, this is absolutely fucking ridiculous. I am I'm actually pissed that Robert Kraft gave it up. I understand why he did it. But in my opinion, fuck Robert Kraft now because he decided to like to side with the owners who are never going to like him anyways. They're never going to like his team anyways. So he just decided. So he's no longer a fan. I don't ever want to hear him talk about his fandom. Fuck him. I, I think Tom Brady needs to fight this all the way till the end. I think he needs to take it to court and I think he'll win in court. And I think that as soon as that happens, that he wins in court and then they have to reduce the suspension because they will, because like EO said, the evidence doesn't back up their conclusion. I'm going to watch the Patriots until Tom Brady retires. And then I'm not going to say that I'll never watch the NFL yeah, again. Well, that's smart to not but, say that. Yeah. But fuck the NFL. I will yeah. not. Like I, I can understand the outrage. Yeah. I'm from Boston. I can still watch the Red Sox for the rest of my life and be happy. Exactly. And uh, Captain EO, is this going to impact your watching of the Pats at all? Your feelings about the NFL? Or are you going to just like, whatever, I'll just deal with it? What it's really going to do is just rally Pats fans because they're going to watch those first four games of the season with just laser focus. Because yeah. A, you want to see what Garoppolo does. And B, you just want to say fuck you to every other team and every other fan of every other team. They can all suck our dicks because we're going to go 4-0 and to start the season <laughs> and we're just going to jizz all over their face. Hey, hey, rest of the NFL fans, do you like Imagine Dragons? Imagine Dragon D's nuts all over your face. <laughs> and uh, we'll give our, our final thoughts on Deflategate mm. to someone who uh, has a lot of thoughts on issues like this. Agent Starling, your thought on the NFL and Deflategate and Tom Brady's suspension. Um, Kimo! And on that note, we wrap up a very successful Blackcast 123. We appreciate you all listening, following us on Twitter at Blackcast and like the Blackcast on Facebook. We'll be back very soon. Sooner than you think, with an all-new Blackcast. I'm Christian Blatt, Coltrane, Agent Starling, Captain EO. We'll see you next time on the Blackcast. <laughs>